everybody welcome to the hiking my feelings virtual campfire for those of you that have been not paying attention this week uh we made this into a podcast over the weekend so if you're listening to us on spotify or apple or wherever you get your podcast thanks for joining us for everybody on youtube hi hello welcome we're excited to have you um today i'm going to be chatting with doc peace about personal affirmations but before we get into that i want to share a few updates about the Hike in My Feelings, Take a Hike Diabetes campaign, because we start on Sunday. So a few things that I'm really excited to share with you. We have a bunch of new facilitators to announce. So before we get into that, um, a little bit about the campaign for anybody that's new and hasn't heard about it. Barry and I decided that we are, um, I don't want to say crazy because that's rude. We're ambitious and we are on a mission to hike a million miles for diabetes awareness in 2021. And we figured why wait? And we're starting with November for Diabetes Awareness Month. So starting on Sunday, we are launching a program called Take a Hike Diabetes, which is also the name of our campaign for 2021. And this program is a mix of all the things that have helped me heal my mind and body on my diabetes journey. I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes in 2017, and it is the best thing that's ever happened to me which sounds crazy. So allow me to explain. Um, Before my diagnosis, I was sick and sad and tired and burned out and not a very pleasant person to be around in general, but I was really good at my job. And that's about all I had going for me. So when I got diagnosed with diabetes, it was the kick in the pants I needed to start taking care of myself in a way that I knew how to do, but it had been neglecting to do. And along the way, while learning how to manage diabetes, I cleaned up my diet. I started walking 30 to 45 minutes every day. And then when that got to be too easy, I started doing local hikes and I was taking my medications as prescribed. I attribute a lot of my success to date from well, I did this. It's my job. That's the thing about diabetes. You can't cut it out of you. It's my job to feed myself. It's my job to move my body. It's my job to take medicine if I'm on any, and it's my job to manage my stress. So in my journey to do that, um, I do attribute a lot of my success to my doctor for making it so simple to understand. There are a bazillion factors that can impact your blood sugar when you're living with diabetes, and she narrowed it down to four categories. So food, medicine, exercise, and stress. I took to the first two right away and I crushed it, but my stress was what was going through the roof. So this program, while I'm not a doctor and I'm not a therapist, I won't be talking about insulin or medications or anything like that. We have gathered like the most baller team of experts to help you navigate mindfulness for stress reduction, different ways to approach nutrition when living with um, diabetes or working to prevent it, and then also hiking and walking and other fun activities for mental health and physical health. So The program is awesome. We have some facilitators and I'm going to talk to you about them. And then we'll talk about what it means to track your mileage, because that's a big thing. This whole, like, we're going to hike a million miles for diabetes thing. So let's talk about our facilitators. So obviously I'm part of it. Barry's part of it. Gabacha, who is on our board as the director of social responsibility, will be popping in and out. We also have Doc Peace, who I will be chatting with today. She's going to kick us off on Monday with a workshop about personal affirmations and how 
the ones that we find on the internet might not work because they don't really apply to us. So my personal affirmations that have just really carried me through this journey are, I love my body and I can do hard things. Am I the first person to say these things? No, but they mean something to me. And Doc Peace is going to tell you why they stuck. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. And then she's going to lead a workshop on how to create your own personal affirmation. And then we have Melanie Wassman. Melanie is one of our co-creators for the Hike and Heal Catalina Island Retreat. She's also a yoga instructor, uh, half of Rebel and Muse. Her husband, Kaleo Wassman, who's the lead singer for the band Pepper, is the other half of Rebel and Muse. You can guess which one's the Rebel and which one's the Muse. I think they bounce back and forth. But she's going to be leading us through the power of plant medicine and botanicals and herbology. And for a handful of folks, we have some tincture kits. So we're going to learn how to make tinctures and we'll be releasing information about how you can sign up for that workshop, but we'll be doing it all together on Zoom and we'll send you the kit in the mail so you can make the tinctures from the comfort of your own home. We also have Kenya Jackson Salter. She is half of Outdoor Journal Tour. Kenya and Michelle are the ones that founded it. Kenya is hands down one of my favorite humans. And actually, I'm just going to go ahead and make a blanket statement. Everybody I'm about to talk about is one of my favorite humans. That's why they're doing this program. So Kenya is joining us the day after election day to help us get grounded in case it feels like the world is burning down around us. I'm not sure which way it's going to go. And frankly, I'm not going to talk about it. But the reality is after the 2016 election, I was like doom scrolling for days, if not weeks, if not months. And that does absolutely nothing for your mental health. So Kenya and I are going to talk about how to stay calm when it feels like the world is burning down around you. And Kenya is going to lead us through a guided meditation to help us find that sense of calm when we so desperately need it. And of course, all of these things will be offered as replays within the program. So you can access that meditation whenever you want. So we got Kenya coming. And then we also have Julianne Mahoney. She's the outdoor RD. Julianne is uh, specifically working in her practice on intuitive eating. And if you aren't familiar with what that is, do not worry. We've got tons of resources about it. And Julianne specifically works um, in the outdoor space, working with outdoor athletes who are struggling with body image issues, eating disorders and stuff like that. There is a trend in the outdoor industry that a lot of our athletes like to eat clean to the point of a disorder, and that's called orthorexia. So we'll be talking about that. And she also has some great tips about intuitive eating and why that's a really good plan to help you manage type two diabetes. So Julianne's joining us. Um, and then Mila Clark Buckley is a diabetes advocate. She has type 1.5 diabetes. So we'll talk about what that is because a lot of people know about type one, a lot of people know about type two, but you might have type 1.5. What is that? So we'll talk about that. She also is the writer for a blog called The Hangry Woman, and she makes the most delicious food that's diabetic friendly and also just food that's delicious because you shouldn't like starve yourself and deprive yourself and not have yummy, tasty things just because you're living with diabetes. That makes for a really unfun life. So we're going to talk about how to find that balance. And that's part of the intuitive eating conversation as well. So Julian and Mahoney, uh, Julian Mahoney and Mila are our first um, virtual campfire guests, which are next Thursday, first virtual campfire of this program. And then the following week, we have Stephanie Grunke and Melissa Urban. So Stephanie is the registered dietitian and um, education manager for Whole30, which is another program that can be extremely helpful in managing type 2 diabetes. And Melissa Urban is the CEO of Whole30, and she also finds healing in nature. So on Thursday, November 12th, we'll be talking with Stephanie and Melissa about Whole30, diabetes, and healing in nature. And then we also have Chris Maynard. 
Chris is the founder of Glucose Revival. He's a type one diabetic himself, and he is also an advocate for all people with diabetes. And I mentioned this last week, but Chris and I are on a mission to unite everybody with diabetes, because if you combine type one, type two, and prediabetes, there's over a hundred million of us in the U.S. And I don't think we're a community that should be ignored. Like we could make some serious waves with that many people. So Chris is the founder of Glucose Revival, which is a necklace that has and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm pointing to my neck. If you're listening, I'm pointing like I'm wearing a necklace. Um, he makes these necklaces that have 15 milligrams of quick acting glucose in them. So if you're out on a backcountry adventure, if you're out on a run, if you're at a concert, wherever you're at, if you find yourself having a low blood sugar episode, you can pop off the charm of the necklace and squeeze the glucose into your mouth. Or if you're unresponsive, but you've briefed the people that you're with, they can pop off the charm and then like rub it on your gums and re uh, get you back out of low blood sugar episode. So Chris is awesome. And I'm really excited to chat with him. He lost his job in the air force because he was diagnosed with type one diabetes. He lost his job as a firefighter for two years because of a low blood sugar episode. So he is really fired up about advocating for type one, um, folks and also just uniting the whole community. So I'm really excited to chat with him. I, this is one of the new ones. This is one of our new facilitators that we have not announced yet. Her name is Kelly Begay and Kelly Wilson Begay comes from the Kickapoo, Seminole and Muskegee, Muskogee Creek tribes um, from Oklahoma. She's a dietitian, wellness advocate and entrepreneur who feels a sense of responsibility to use her diverse skill set to serve the social and health needs of the indigenous communities worldwide. When I was doing research about diabetes and one of the questions that we're trying to answer during our 2021 campaign in my personal experience, when I was diagnosed, it led me to the discovery that the unresolved trauma from the sexual assault I survived in college had manifested in coping mechanisms like eating and drinking my feelings, which contributed to my diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. Once I started treating the trauma, then the diabetes and my physical health just kind of followed behind it. So when I was doing research about diabetes and the prevalence of it, if you look at the prevalence of diabetes among racial groups, Indigenous communities are most heavily impacted than Hispanic communities, Black communities, Asian and other, and then non-Hispanic whites. If we're talking about trauma and we're talking about diabetes, if you look at the prevalence of diabetes among racial groups in that order, think about the trauma that those communities have survived. Colonization, slavery, racism in America, oppression, wage gaps, food deserts, like all the things that contribute to A, a diabetes diagnosis, and B, the ability or inability to manage the disease effectively. So Kelly used to work at like a government level, working with indigenous communities and doing diabetes research. And I'm really excited to have her chat with us because this is a really, really big problem. Um, and I feel like indigenous communities do not get enough of a chance to step up to the mic, which is ridiculous. So I'm really excited to have Kelly with a microphone to tell us all about it. So we also have Zumbi. Zion I, I'm so excited guys, legit. If you listen to the campfire for my birthday, it was the best campfire, one of the best campfires. The chat that we had was he had just come from a protest in San Francisco about the George Floyd murder and all of the social uprising that's happening in America. And we were talking about how right now it feels like the world is burning down and how can we create new opportunities when the world that we know is going to crap. So we're going to continue that conversation because his whole thing with his music career is about how lyrics matter and positive lyrics can inspire a positive mindset 
and a positive mindset can really help you manage diabetes in an efficient way. So we've got Zumbi and a guy named Steve Turner, who's another one of our new um, advocates that we're going to be talking to. Steve was 250 pounds and diagnosed with type 2 diabetes in 2016. And then his doctor was like, hey, you should go to the gym to lose weight. And he went to the gym twice. And then he started running and his goal was to get to the first light pole on a street and then the second light pole and then a mile and then another mile. And then like most recently, he completed the Moab 240 endurance race, which is a 240.3 mile race through some of Utah's most stunning and challenging terrain. So Steve is obviously using a positive mindset to move through these incredibly physically demanding challenges. And also we're going to be talking about the considerations you need to take as a person with diabetes, if you want to go out on these kinds of adventures. So Steve and Zumbi will be our campfire guests on the 19th. And then we also have Marinette Adifrin. Marinette was also on the virtual campfire earlier this summer, and she is a adventure organizer for Girl Trek, which is an organization that's on a mission to get black women outdoors reclaiming their health, reclaiming their time, starting with a walk 30 minutes per day. So Marionette's son is living with diabetes. She has also been impacted by the disease with family members, friends in her community. So we're going to be talking about what it's like to be the parent of somebody with diabetes. Um, and just like some considerations that you should take as a member of a community that is impacted by this disease. Eric Dowds is the founder of Diabadass. He is an adventure filmmaker and educator living with type, two di or type 1 diabetes. He's based in New York, and he spends a lot of time on his bike named Dark Roast. So his YouTube channel uh, feature uh, focuses on travel, technology, and managing type 1, and his stories has, have included uh, biking across America, living in Ethiopia, hiking in New Zealand, two failed skydiving attempts, and other adventures. As somebody who used to skydive a lot, when I hear two failed skydiving attempts, I'm like, so did you die, come back to life, and then go on another jump and die again? So I'm going to have to ask Eric about his failed skydiving attempts. But um, Dia Badass is a really cool platform that offers fitness um, classes and written instructions to help people with diabetes learn how to move in ways that feel good to them. So he's a huge advocate in the type one community. He and Chris and I are all on this mission to unite people with all kinds of diabetes. So Mary, uh, the, the last folks or the last person that I have to announce today is Emily Isaacs. And we talked with her on a campfire a few weeks ago, um, and she's created some really great resources to help us find a sense of place in the wilderness. And um, she's a wilderness therapist. She used to be the executive director for Women's Wilderness based in Colorado. And she's just like an icon. So that's our list of uh, facilitators as of right now. I've got a couple other people cooking, but that's everybody we've got confirmed. So if you haven't signed up yet, head on over to hikingmyfeelings.org slash diabetes. And there you can learn about the program and you can also learn about the mileage tracking part. So that's a big part of this as well. For mileage tracking, we are using an app called Kilter. And these folks have come together to help nonprofits like ours get people outside, get people active, and also serves as a fundraising platform. So if you're already tracking your activities, whether that's a hike or a run or a walk or vacuuming or yoga or whatever, um, this app tracks your distance or your activities by tying into your fitness tracker. So that's Google Health, Apple, or Google Fit, Apple Health, Map My Run, Strava, and Garmin, or you can log manual activities. 
And when you join, your activities help us chip away towards that 1 million mile goal. So that's how we're keeping track of the distance. And that also serves as a fundraising platform for us. So if you're watching or you're listening and you're like, oh, I want to start a team. Like if you're a person who likes to race for a cause or raise money on behalf of organizations, come join us for November and we'll tell diabetes to take a hike and we'll defeat this disease together one step at a time. That's a lot. You're welcome. Now, without further ado, Doc Peace. I'm going to give you a sweet intro. Come on down, lady. Let's uh, tell people how awesome you are. So Doc Peace is transforming mindsets with poetry. 95% of children and adults lack confidence. Diminished self-esteem suppresses opportunity and engagement. Each person is the sole expert of their life road and an internal peace and self-worth is found in owning your uniqueness and sharing these qualities, stories, and messages with others. Doc Peace, best-selling author of Doc Peace of Mind Method, a poetic guide to living your best life, provides steps on how transformation seekers can transform into the best version of themselves to make success inevitable. Doc Peace's unique form of rhythmic poetry, storytelling, and practical applications are tailored to spur positive action to help build confidence, strengthen connections, and voice personal truth. Whoa, girl. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cindy, for that incredible introduction and for, well, for this entire event. It's incredible. Yeah. Thanks for being here. So you were on the campfire um, earlier this summer, and I don't think we actually got a chance to talk about what your plans were for 2020. Um, so I'd love to hear about what you were planning on doing, and then let's talk about how you've pivoted since then. Yeah, that's a great question. So my plan for really to travel around the world flowing and inspiring others with my spoken word or my rhythmic poetry. And I've had to kind of shift a bit <laughs> and perform on virtual platforms um, where the energy I find is kind of hard to feel. So, I mean, that's been kind of a shift for me, um, but it's given me an opportunity to put uh, lots of my energy into creating programs that inspire others to live their life to the to the fullest. And I've also made some a lot of connections, including connecting more with you um, and participating on various virtual events like this incredible virtual campfire um, and other events around the globe that I may not have made it to or um, it wasn't my initial plan. So um, it's it just allowed me to pivot and to explore other avenues. So, I mean, in a way, I'm I'm grateful for that because we go we go into life with a cert, certain expectation of what we envision, uh, like the summer or the the year to be, and um, this has just given me an opportunity to explore uh, explore other options. <laughs> Yeah. And it's interesting too, about the other opportunities that have come out of this. Cause I think a lot of the different events, virtual ones that like I've spoken at or joined in on, like those wouldn't have even happened if COVID didn't happen. So exactly. it's, exactly. it's kind of opened up a whole new world of things that we can do and how we go about connecting with folks. So I'm really glad that you're here and yes. you actually, so doc peace and I met at an event event called shine in orange County where um, I told the story of how hiking helped me heal my mind and body. Doc Peace made me sob hysterically with one of her flows. And then um, we had some other great speakers and musicians there as well. And so that was actually one of the last events that actually that was the last event that I did um, before COVID. So it's nice to reconnect with you here and nice to hear about the stuff you've been doing. So Definitely. I know that you've been uh, doing some research around affirmations. 
let's talk about why you got into this research. Like how have affirmations impacted your life leading up to this point? And then how has that research informed your new offering? Yeah, that's a good, another good question. So the whole idea of affirmations kind of came up when I was talking to my friend about how affirmations don't work for me. Like I read them online and they just don't work. And, you know, I've always heard the opposite, that affirmations are really strong and powerful and how they could be so effective. So for us to have this conversation about the inefficacy of affirmations, that kind of got my mind thinking. Another reason that I started kind of looking more into affirmations is that one of my uh, programs, it, it, it encompasses or it, it focuses on this idea of being gold, of being a genuine, original, loving dreamer and tapping into your innate gifts and talents and believing in yourself and going forward and pursuing your, your purpose and your dreams with confidence. And so affirmations would be so very effective in this type of program, right? Because it helps transform your mindset um, and really gets you pumped up and confident in pursuing your goals. So that's another reason why I was like, I need to look into this, this affirmation business. And so um, I delved into uh, some research articles, years of research that has been done on affirmations. Um, and I decided to, to really, um, uh, find a way to insert this into my program because it like it's it's just an amazing um way to to really transform your mindset from a feeling of powerlessness to powerfulness like I can do this I got this I'm gonna get it going um and so I created PACT so it stands for personal affirmation creation tool so personal affirmation creation tool, and it's truly the ultimate pact with your inner self because it speaks to your soul. It resonates with, with who you are so that you're, you know, you know what you need to do when you feel confident in making those, those forward steps intentionally. Um, and then um, this tool is to really help, um, to help you make those moves. And uh, like I said, it's based on years of research. Um, and one of the uh, articles that I read about affirmations, um, it shows that the most powerful affirmation is one that aligns with your core values and your future goals. So that really, that really stuck with me because like I said, my friend was like, affirmations don't work for me. And it may have been because whatever affirmation that she was told to repeat, didn't align with her core values and her future goals. So I'm really excited to share with you this uh, powerful affirmation because, or this, this tool to create your own powerful affirmations next week. And they'll help you release the negative energy, receive your desired feelings and those positive vibes and opportunities that you've been, you've been wanting, set your intention on your sole purpose, claim your future goals and embody your ideal characteristics so that you feel driven and confident to finally get it going. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's just end it and fast forward to Monday. No, <laughs> that's awesome. And so I, I love that, that you were hearing what your community was saying. And then they're like, this doesn't work. And you weren't like, yeah, girl, me too. And then that was the end of the conversation. I love how you were like, no, like, they are powerful and people wouldn't tell us to keep repeating these to ourselves if they weren't, but like there's this disconnect. So I love that you like dove all the way in head first um, to dig this up. 
And for the folks that are listening and the uh, folks that are watching on YouTube, um, this is a workshop that we're offering through Take a Hike Diabetes. And that program is free to join. So you can come and set a personal affirmation, regardless of whether you're living with diabetes or not, having an affirmation and understanding the why behind it and how you can set one that makes sense for you is a powerful thing, no matter if you're living with diabetes or not. So I highly encourage you to attend. And then also like mindfulness, moving your body, different ways to approach nutrition. This is all good information for folks everywhere, not just for folks with diabetes. So come join us on the program, come ch chat with me and Doc Peace about it. Um, while you were doing your research, what was the most surprising thing that you found about affirmations? I think the most surprising thing was that, um, that's a good question, that the main, that the most essential or the most effective type of affirmation is one that aligns with your values and your future goals. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just thought that an affirmation needed to be positive, that it needed to be uplifting, but I didn't know that they actually needed to really to really align with where you intended to be, what you what you envision yourself to being uh, three years from now or one year from now. I didn't really realize that they they really needed to resonate with that with you in that way. Um, so that was probably the, the most surprising thing that I found in my research. It's really interesting to me because I think I've found this along my journey, just like, I, I called it like my years of consumption where I was just like a sponge for all things, personal development and growth and empowerment. Like I took every course, I read all the books, I did all the things. And there's a trend that I've found and that a lot of this stuff is good and it makes sense. Like get an affirmation, repeat it daily, hang it on your mirror, but there's no substance behind it. Like they don't tell you the why. And so I love that you found the why behind affirmations. Cause like when I was going through this process across the Island and I was releasing all these negative thoughts that were coming up in my brain, this like internal soundtrack that I had, the nugget from a personal growth course that I heard was like, just release it, like, let it go. And the thought will just disappear. And it's like, but that maybe for some people, but like, no, like that's not how it works. You can't just like release it and like hope that it leaves what I, or maybe some people can. And if you can, like, please send me a note and tell me about your life because I'd love to know that. Um, but for me, what, what actually worked was saying, like hearing that thing come up in my brain, deciding to let it go. And then when it came back, like really pumping myself up to prove why that wasn't true. Yeah. So like when I, cause we were talking about, um, how my affirmations on that first hike or the first backpacking trip that I did was I love my body and I can do hard things. And so you were like, yeah, well you love your body. That's rooted in something that you value and you can do hard things is something that means a lot to you and is part of your future goals. Like you want to continue to be able to do hard things. So it makes sense that those affirmations stuck. I love having more context about the why behind some of this stuff that feels a little woo woo, because I think that's how we actually help people understand and translate because like just the surface stuff, like let go of your negative thoughts, focus on your breath. It's like, well, let's talk about physiologically, like why it matters to focus on our breath. Yes. Let's talk about why we should release these thoughts and then also reinforce the positive beliefs that we have, because if we're so caught up in all this negativity, and then you just like, let that go. Then there's this like absent void. And the way that we can like reinforce this is by pumping ourselves back up and doing stuff like that. So I love 
that you did not just stand for these affirmations not working and you were like, nope, we're going to find out how to make them work. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for acknowledging that. So like I come from a, uh, I'm a pharmacist. I'm a doctor of pharmacy. So in my head, I'm thinking, I want to know exactly how this works and why. That's, you know, that's what I do with drugs. That's how I do like medications. It's like, I want to know exactly how this works and why. And so the whole idea with affirmation, I want to know exactly why this works and how, how it can help me. Um, and so in my pact, in my, per, in the personal affirmation creation tool, you'll see that there's two different components of this tool. The first is uh, the, uh, the way, the, the how, it's how it works. It dives deep into uh, what is an affirmation? What are the different components of an, of an affirmation? How do you go about building your affirmation? Why this works? And I inserted actual research into, into that piece. And then the next is the worksheet that helps you actually create your own affirmation. Um, so it's kind of like, um, I guess, a, a medical way of going about it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like that That's a lot. Me. Yeah, no. And I think, and, and I know that for some people, like it's right time, right message, right, right person saying the message, right. And it sticks. But yeah. for those of us that need a little nudge or like a little extra or question things with good reason, um, I think this is a good solution for that. So what's on the horizon for you? I know you've been working on this, uh, gold course, you've got the pact, like what else is doc piece working on? Like, where are you going to be in the next, like, year or two years or three years? Yeah, so that's another great question. So I have actually some exciting programs I'm now enrolling for. Um, in my golden program, the one you mentioned, I work with my VIP clients on clearly defining their purpose and confidently advancing towards that purpose. Um, so if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling disconnected and unfulfilled, the golden program may, may be for you. And in my golden speaking program, I take this to a whole nother level. So I work Ooh. with wellness entrepreneurs who are um, who are wondering how to to create a story and a message to uh, to share with their clients, and I help them craft their soul story and land their first speaking engagements to attract more clients. Uh, and the awesome part of all this is that PACT, pers my personal affirmation creation tool, is included in both of these programs. So you'll get this mindset transformation to really to really get it going. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about all of that. Um, in a year from now, um, I hope to be crushing it. But I, and I also hope, and I also hope to be um, able to travel around. Um, there's so much connection that you, you can make with others um, when you're in the same space and that same energy. Um, and so the reason why I created Doc Peace is so I can be a transformational rhythmic speaker. So I can be a spoken word artist and really inspire people with, with my stories and the, the, the lessons that I've learned and really help others to to really live their life to the fullest. So in a year from now, I want to be back on track with, with speaking um, in live, uh, I guess, not virtual events, just more like a live, a, what are they called now? <laughs> I don't know. Cause it's live like, this events. is live. Yeah. Like live. In person in events. Person yeah. Events. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Girl saying so long. Yeah. So yeah. If any of the programs that I mentioned resonates with, with you, the um, those who are listening, just text gold to um, 619-363-5490. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll love to connect with you more and share more about that. So cool. So 
I, um, one of the things that I just really, really appreciate about you is your energy and how you show up. Like I was telling the folks, so we're in Tahoe, we're, uh, broadcasting live from the do good shit ideas lab, which do good shit is a nonprofit organization working on regenerative waste solutions, um, specifically in wilderness settings. So we interviewed them last week, Taylor and Thor, incredible humans. And when I was describing you, I was like, okay, doc piece, like, she's not from this planet. Like she, (laughs) one, she calls everybody starling Two, Like she walks into a room and you're like, whoa, like energy sucks, like tunnel vision. All you can see is doc. And so like, how did you like, how did doc peace come about? And is this like, how does this fit in with the pharmacy side of things? Cause like, I'm really interested because pharmacy seems like such a, like I have a preconceived notion of pharmacy. It's like, you're in a white coat, you're working with meds, you're working with patients. And it's not like a very creative endeavor. And I'm sure you put your own spin on it and make everybody feel amazing. But like, how, what is it like to, to balance those two between pharmacy and this effervescent glowing lady from a spaceship energy that you bring to all of your performances? Thank you so much. Um, you are starling. You are gold. So thank you so much, Sunia. I love you. Uh, so <laughs> um, that's another great question. Doc Peace came about because a few years ago, I was sitting at a wedding and um, it was when I was working as a pharmacist full time at the time. And I realized um, that I really was didn't feel fulfilled. Um, I had um, the car, the house. I mean, I was renting, but I still had a nice home, um, a nice car, great friends, a great social life, but I didn't feel like I was living out my purpose. I mean, you might say, yeah, you're a pharmacist, you're crushing it, you're making six figures, you got it going on, what's wrong? Um, but I just didn't feel that, that fulfillment. Uh, and so I was sitting at this wedding, um, you know, at a wedding, everyone's putting on a happy face, everyone's happy. <laughs> um, and, and it's a happy occasion, but I was sitting there and I was just people watching, watching everyone come in, interact. And I was wearing this gold dress, this beautiful sequin gold dress. And I just happened to, this realization just struck me that I need not just to be wearing this gold. I needed to be gold. I needed to be a genuine, original, loving dreamer. I needed to tap into who I truly was and use my innate gifts and talents to move towards my purpose. And as a pharmacist, I don't know if I was really doing that. I was helping others. I was teaching them about medications and the the what, the how, the why of all the medications and why they needed to take them and what, you know, all that stuff. And it's amazing. And I'm glad that I was that I'm trained to do that. I'm very glad um, and blessed about that. But I felt that I wasn't tapping into my other innate gifts and talents, which are speaking in poetry and really being able to inspire others to pursue their passion and live their life. And so that's what how Doc Peace came about. It was um, how can I do this? How can I utilize all my gifts and talents? And so um, that's where I came up with my brand and my name is Peace and I'm a doctor of pharmacy. So it was like Doc Peace. <laughs> I dig it. We have uh, in, our, in our Zoom room here, we've got a gal named Beth who is 
a pharmacist and she's also feeling a little bit like maybe I'm meant to do something else. And she's like walking down that path and she's making it happen. And so I just love when stories align that specifically, but for anybody that's listening or watching, um, do you have any advice for people that maybe like sitting in their old gold dress and they're like, this dress ain't enough. Like I need to embody this dress. Like what, what can people do? What's some actions they could take? What are some questions they could ask themselves um, to start leaning into what it means for them to be gold? Yeah, that's a great, another great question. So um, I just read this the just a few minutes ago, right before hopping on um, to the call. Um, I have uh, these things called flow verbs. Um, they stand for flow proverbs and I have them all over my house they're my own words but I have to remind myself of some of the inspirational (laughs) inspirational things I come up with because I forget like everyone else so I have them all over the house and one of those um flow verbs it says shine it's high time the sun never says wait I'm not ready to light up the world the sun never says, wait, I'm not ready to light up the world. It's, so if you're feeling that tug, that nudge to really, to really explore, to really do something else, to really shine your light, follow that. Like it's, it's high time. Um, we only get one, um, get one chance through this life. So, I mean, do, do what you need to do follow your, your, your passions and really live your life. Um, I, I attune every, everyone's living, everyone goes through this path that I call their life road. Um, and so you have the power to change, to, to see things in a different perspective, to take different opportunities, to change that path that you're on and to explore new, new avenues to really help lighten up your life road. Um, and so for anyone who's, who's uh, feeling like stuck or that they really want to, to do something different with their lives. I mean, listen to that call because <laughs> it's not going to go away. <laughs> It'll just get stronger. Um, and so, yeah, follow your heart. Shine. Uh, do you have any other flow verbs you can share with us? I'm totally putting you on the spot. Cause I love that idea. Like, and I think that that's another thing too, like, and to give you time to think while I babble for a bit. So <laughs> I love, when, and this is another one of those things like that uh, any personal growth course or book will tell you, like find a mantra, put it on a post-it and like post it where you can see it all the time. Um, even better when they're your own words, right? Like that's super powerful stuff. Um, so yeah. How do you, how do you channel that? Like, is it, is it something that actively comes out for you or do you like sit down and think about like what would inspire me today? What is advice that I would have given younger doc piece, like where do these flow verbs come from? That's another great question. So they seem to just come. Um, I, I find that I, I channel a lot of my energy of my, my flows. And um, the big thing is just being open, being open to inspiration and taking the time to write down that inspiration. Because have you ever noticed that you might be hit with some like great phrase or great idea and then the next minute it's gone? It's gone. And then you're like, wait, what was that? So like being really attuned to when you get those spurs of inspiration and having like a paper and pen or your phone to, to write it down. I prefer a paper and pen because once you open your phone, you can get distracted by like other social media, (laughs) checking messages and emails. And then you're like, wait, 
what was I going to do? And so um, the whole idea is just being open to, to inspiration and, and uh, being aware and writing, writing it down when it comes. I dig it. Um, so do you have any other ones you could share? Oh my goodness. Um, for some reason, I cannot think of a really good one that fits with this like conversation that we're having at the moment. Um, but if you're really looking for more inspiration, um, check out my website. It's connected to my Instagram. So I know a lot of you might not have social media accounts, which is awesome. So my website actually is linked to my Instagram. So you can actually view my posts without having to go on Instagram. Um, and so my website is doc peace of mind. So doc peaceofmind.com. Um, and so I post these flow verbs, uh, at least a, one new one every week um, to really kind of get you um, inspired throughout the week and get you motivated to really get it going. I dig that. And in the spirit of talking about pivoting and plans that we had for 2020, like we were a week into our 2020 tour um, when COVID hit. So I was in Joshua Tree getting ready to lead a workshop and then that got canceled and then everything got canceled. And then I promptly had a nervous breakdown. And then I figured it out and we pulled together the virtual campfire earlier this year and our program, Blaze Your Own Trail to Self-Love. So when you were talking about your life road, I was like, oh, we operate on the same wavelength because one of the first act, actually the first activity in our Blaze Your Own Trail to Self-Love program is what we call your trail of life map. So we encourage people to, it's inspired by the cover of my book. Um, the cover of my book has uh, our logo on it and the title and my name, of course, but then it's a trail that has all these little icons across it. And each icon corresponds to a chapter and each icon for that chapter is representative of a theme or a lesson or a joke or something funny from that chapter specifically. So we encourage people to take a look back at their life and everything they've survived and celebrated so far. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and I'm curious if this is true with you and your community as well, um, the first time that we led this exercise, almost everybody that was participating only put the bad stuff on their trail of life. Like, this happened and then this happened and this happened. And there weren't a whole lot. There wasn't a lot of celebration. Like we had to actively pause and say, Hey, like, I know like, it's good to acknowledge all the things that you've survived. That's why we're here. Cause in our community, like a lot of people have survived different traumas. We're working to actively like gain inspiration from how much stuff we've been through and, and let that propel us into our next chapter. But also like one of the most important parts of any journey is to celebrate the good stuff. So I'm curious, has your community seen like, do they, well, first of all, like what happens, like, do you have an activity around life roads? Like, what does that mean for you and your programs? And if there is an activity or if you guys talk about this, is there a lack of celebration or is it pretty like balanced between good things and bad things on their life roads? Yeah, I think that's really good. I think oftentimes we tend to to really um, focus in on our flaws and our just the negative things that happen and how we need to fix everything and be be some somebody better and different. And but we don't take the time to notice and acknowledge the good stuff, the positive things that we've accomplished. So what I tell my clients and my tribe is to create a gold golden board a gold board or a golden board and on this so like I said gold stands for genuine original loving dreamer 
So on this board, you'll put everything that that you love to do, everything that makes you authentic, everything that makes you an original person, all the accomplishments that you've made that have really helped you to shine your light so that you constantly remind yourself that you are gold and that you are capable and that you are worthy and that you are of value versus the opposite of focusing on all the negative things. I mean, yeah, you want to improve yourself, but I don't know if you're going to do that that well if you're always um, putting yourself down. And oftentimes that's what I find a lot of people do. Um, so yeah. that actually reminds me of another, I guess, another flow verb. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it goes, look how, look how mu- many more possibilities you can see when you clear the lenses of negativity something like that. Look how many possibilities, how many more possibilities you can see when you clear the lenses of negativity. So when you stop focusing on that, all that negative stuff, um, you can just see more, more opportunities, more opportunities come your way, especially. Um, It might, um, and it's just funny how when you're, when you're down and out and you're looking down and you're feeling like, woe is me, you're not going to see all the cool things that are happening around you and all these opportunities and all these connections that you can make. <laughs> you're, you're just going to be so focused on, on what you're not accomplishing and who you're, who you're not. Um, and so this golden board really helps you focus and envision. It's kind of like a vision board, but the vision board is, is imagining your future goals. This golden board is acknowledging your, your, accomplishes accomplishments thus far and your amazingness that that makes you so unique and so special so that you're constantly feeling this this boost of energy and self-worth and value um, so that you feel gold yeah and it's a beautiful reminder to have that in your space Mm -hmm. so when you're feeling down you can be like no i'm gold this is good (laughs) exactly i dig it I'm yes. gold because I did that. I'm gold because I accomplished that. I am gold because, you know, I'm shining my light. Like I'm gold. Yes. All right. Party people in the zoom. Do you guys have any questions? If you do pop on your cameras and let's chat with doc peace here. She is full of wisdom and love and knowledge. And if you just want to like tell her you love her, you can do that too. Um, <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Hi, Beth. What's your question? Well, I don't really have a question. I just want to say, hey, it's nice to meet you, Doc Peace. I'm the other pharmacist, and we kind of chit chatted through Instagram a little bit recently. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I just find you really inspirational and energetic and I have to say the profession of pharmacy is at a loss that, you know, you're going to be brighter things. Um, But one thing I was wondering if it just was a coincidental synchronicity today, I was chit chatting through text with a good friend of mine from actually middle school that she lives in Ann Arbor and she's just going through some challenging times and everything like the rest of us. Um, But anyhow, she was, she was being a little bit critical of herself because she hasn't really worked outside of the home. And I think people have told her, you know, that like her life isn't, she's not doing anything meaningful, you know what I mean? In the world. And of course I think that's garbage, but it just had me really thinking about like, 
what's it like to live a meaningful life? Because that's something that I myself has been, you know, maybe questioned in a different way. Or like when I talked about retiring early from the profession of pharmacy, you know, sometimes people are in shock that why would you want to give up something like that? Because they feel like that's meaningful. And there is meaningful aspects to the job, but, you know, not all of it is really fun. It's like kind of mundane and boring and not creative, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but there's definitely some good parts about it and it served me well, but I, I feel like this talk really invigorated me just because of thinking about myself and my next steps and like, what, it, what is it to live a meaningful life? What brings me purpose and joy and I did buy your book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm going to sit down. I really want to listen to and learn from you everything that you're teaching us because I feel like it's like next level positive affirmations. <laughs> so oh, thank, thank you so much. So, you're welcome, Beth. <laughs> thank you so much for your kind words. And I'm so glad to connect with you here on this platform as well as on uh -huh. Instagram. Um, you bring up some great points and some great questions. Um, the first one I want to address is the idea of when you say that you want to change it up, like you tell someone that you want, you're ready to change up your, your life road and like do something else and they question that. And I think I got that a lot, especially when I tell people I'm not working full time as a pharmacist right now at the moment. Um, I'm, you know, working on my business. This is this, my business aligns with my, my purpose. And so I found that the people who get this the most, who understand what it is that I'm doing, they're also aligned with their purpose. They mm -hmm. understand what it means to be aligned with their purpose and advancing towards their purpose. And the ones that might not necessarily be aligned with their purpose they're the ones who don't quite understand and mm -hmm. i have to say that when before i would have been i would have been questioning myself and what i'm doing now too because i may not have been directly aligned with my purpose um and so i feel that when you are directly aligned with your purpose you're you're first of all you're more open to other people um uh, doing something or seeing things differently than what you see you're not focused on like wait i don't believe in that or i don't i don't know any like i don't understand so what you're doing is wrong you're more open to like people's different viewpoints and different and understanding that everyone has their own life road their own path mm -hmm. that they're following and so just because you don't believe in that or you're not following that path does not necessarily mean that they're wrong and you're right um and then second of all you're the energy that you're putting into that purpose, it doesn't feel like lost energy. So all mm -hmm. the time that I'm putting in into my business, into my brand, into making connections, into building my programs and all this stuff, it doesn't feel like lost energy. It feels like it's, it energizes me. Mm -hmm. And so when you align with your purpose, you are so just gung-ho and like, it's yeah. just, it, it's refreshing. It's, it's a, it's a, a wave of energy and like it's it's an incredible feeling um and so i'm just really excited about this road and i i want to encourage others to to pursue their life purpose as well um and so one of the things one of my programs is really to help you define your clearly define your purpose and start advancing towards that purpose because i would have liked to know this a few years ago and so um, 
how can I help others um, realize it now? And can we like, I'm going to interrupt because I, whatever, uh, the part where you were like, Hey, so you like, I used to just spin out before I, like before Sydney was hiking her feelings and like starting this organization and doing this work. If anybody had anything to say that challenged my beliefs or had an opinion about how I was living my life, I flipped out like and I and and it makes sense and I think I knew that but like when you said that I was like oh and I thought of like all these different scenarios and I think especially for our community as survivors of trauma um and people living with chronic illnesses and on a path to like live a better life like before you get to that point where you have identified your purpose and you're living in your truth and you know who you are. So when other people question it, you don't question it because you know deeply who you are. Yeah. The stuff leading up to that is chaotic and feels like a tornado. But afterwards it's like sitting in total silence because everything just kind of bounces off. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make as much of an impact now when people question what I'm doing or have something to say about my appearance or how I carry myself or whatever. And also like the comments about how I carry myself and how I act and like the words that I'm using and the way that I live my life, like those have also subsided since I found my purpose. So I think that there's a really interesting connection between the way people perceive you when you're still playing a role that isn't actually yours and the way people perceive you when you are just a hundred percent in your body and you know who you are. And I really, really appreciate you articulating that doc. Cause I was like, oh yeah, like I've been there big time. <laughs> and I know that I saw Michelle and Beth were both like aggressively nodding. We're head banging over here on zoom. So, um, that's really cool. So I thank you. That. You're welcome. I, I do want to take this another step further. Like when you're walking in your purpose, um, when you're confidently walking in your purpose, you're also looking to bring people up with you you're not looking to tear other people down. Um, and that's one thing that I've, I've noticed a lot um, is that those who are walking confidently and they're pursuing their passions, they're happy, they're fulfilled. They want others to be happy and fulfilled as well. They're not looking to push other people down and make them as miserable as they are. Um, and so um, that's another um, cool, cool, uh, treat I guess that you get when you when you're um walking in your purpose or walking towards your purpose yeah Mm, I dig it Michelle how about you sweet cheeks nice to see your face hola hi um hi um I just wanted to mention I'm not sure if you remembered that last time we had a virtual campfire I had an amazing breakthrough with you on here Doc Peace where I mentioned about my sexual assault at that time I was in tears from that time to now I feel like I've not that I'm comfortable with it but I feel more more yeah comfortable talking about it being more verbal about it um, to others, and I've seen how much I've grown from that virtual campfire to now. And I love that you're talking about purpose because that's exactly what I'm finding out at this very moment. Um, last time I, I we had the virtual campfire, I had mentioned that maybe this incident happened to me because I could be that voice for those women that have been sexually assaulted 
that haven't ha found their voice yet. So I feel that that may be my purpose. So just recently, um, out of nowhere, I was like, well, let me look up school because I, I didn't graduate. I haven't graduated yet with my bachelor's. And at the time that I was in school, I was nowhere near motivated. I, I just checked out and I was done with it. This time I was looking up school and I found a degree that I was interested in, which is part of it has to deal with learning how to be a motivational speaker. And I was like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is my calling. Like I can use my trauma and turn it into something positive to help others. So here I am applying at school for school and all. And then I hit a little bit of a road bump. I get upset. I start lashing out at my husband. Every All of these po positive things that I had learned, like, went out the window, like, in a heartbeat. I started lashing out at him. And I kept on, like, telling him and my close friends. I was like, this is why you don't have hope. Like, I just turned negative like that. So it was, I was just frustrated. I was angry. I was like, I know this is my purpose. And now there's this roadblock and I'm so upset. I was like, Ur. so then I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to go ahead and call the university, tell them that I'm going to withdraw my application. Like, this is it. Like, there's no point. So um, I had to set up a virtual appointment with the admissions counselor. And they're like, well, we changed our rules due to COVID. So send me all your stuff and we'll get you admitted. And I'm like, wait, what? I was like, excuse me. And this whole time that I was getting upset with my husband, he's like, Michelle, don't lose hope. There'll, there'll be a way. And I'm like, no, I want it this way. And he's like, hold on to that hope. Something will work. If this doesn't work out, you'll find another way to pursue it. You'll find another way to find your purpose. So then when all this, this happened two days ago, so when all this happened afterwards, I was like, honey, I'm so sorry I got mad at you. <laughs> Thank you for like letting me lash out <laughs> at you for a little bit. I was just a little upset, but everything's all good and peachy now. <laughs> but um, afterwards, after I, I calmed down, I got level headed. I was like, there's a reason why. It's always um, said, like, don't lose hope, like hang on to something that you strongly believe in. And if you feel that you found your purpose, go for it. And I feel like it was a huge blessing that these policies are being bent a little bit, because if, if it would have been different, I don't know what would have done. I would have gotten probably very discouraged and just gone back into my little my little cocoon my little nutshell so I was just like I think I'm on the right track like now I'm motivated now I'm like okay now I I know I can go back to school I know I can do this I know I can do that and I was like wow like I felt and I think I had mentioned it on the mighty networks like I feel like a change is coming and I think this is the change and it's I feel like it's a really good one so oh, I love so it beautiful Michelle <laughs> congratulations Dang it. First of all, I just want to say that your energy, your energy right now compared to back in June is just so much more vibrant and just yeah. happy and alive. Um, and so for, I can just want to mention that change. 
Um, and I think that's so incredible that you found your purpose and you're advancing towards that purpose. That moment that you described where you just like you had all this negativity and you're lashing out, those moments come like even with myself sometimes. And I feel that they come at times when I have a sense of doubt in myself, when I lose hope. Um, and so um, it's important to acknowledge that. And I think that mm -hmm. you did. Um, and because that's a big step in acknowledging that you mm -hmm. are not where you like that, <laughs> that the negativity is uh, higher than your positivity. <laughs> like you don't yeah. want that. So I think that's really um, great that you acknowledge that. And, um, and another flow bird just comes to mind right now. Uh, breathe. This moment in time will only arise but once in this life. Um, and so those moments of negativity, they'll come and go. Um, those moments of uh, incredible opportunities, they'll come and go too. So take them. <laughs> yeah. So like just notice, like recognizing these, these incredible moments, positive and negative, and just knowing that just taking a time, a chance to, uh, to the time to breathe and acknowledge it and appreciate it. Um, that's very important. So, uh, and then third of all, <laughs> you're moving towards your purpose. And I love that. And I'm yeah. really excited to, to, um, to follow you on your journey. Um, so Thank do you. let me know, like, keep me posted. I know you actually are enrolled in my golden program. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I try to tap in every now and then because life happens. I'm a mom, I have a full time job. And here at home, like, it just doesn't stop. So even with hiking my feelings, I try to tune in as anytime that I get a chance to and into your program too, because I don't want to lose track of it. I don't want to get lost in life because then I lose myself and I don't want that. I, 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 I want to find myself. And I think by finally doing something for myself by the first step being going to school, yeah. it's just like, I'm finding out finally who Michelle is yeah. after Woo! all these years. Yes. And you so, matter. You matter. You yeah. have so much value and worth and just amazing energy to give. And I love that you're tapping into all that what makes you amazing, all that what makes you Michelle and sharing that with others. And now you're you're gonna be moving towards that purpose of encouraging others to to voice their their truth as well and I think that's incredible that is beautiful thank you thank you thank you so much yeah all right well before we do the group gratitude circle a couple updates uh just uh quick reminders too so if you have not yet signed up for take a hike diabetes you can join us at hikingmyfeelings.org slash diabetes and there you can register for our free 30-day program that taps into mindfulness nutrition and movement and you can also sign up to do your tracking of your activities on the Kilter app, which is the platform that we're using to track our goal towards that million miles for diabetes awareness. And it also serves as a fundraising platform so we can raise some money for our 2021 tour, which I haven't talked about on the show yet. So I just want to give like a quick sneak peek of what we're doing in 2021 and why it's important. Um, so for Take a hike diabetes. The question that I'm trying to answer is, is trauma a root cause of diabetes? And if so, if we treat the trauma, can we adjust how we treat diabetes and treat it more effectively? 
Um, I experienced this in my own life. I was able to connect the dots between the sexual assault I survived in college, how that manifested into coping mechanisms and how those coping mechanisms contributed to my diagnosis. So via storytelling and interviewing and meeting with up, meeting up with people all over the country, um, we're hoping to start that conversation and just like put a face to the names and the numbers behind these statistics that are absolutely terrifying as far as diabetes goes in this country. Um, According to the American Diabetes Association, 49% of U.S. adults are living with diabetes or are pre-diabetic, and every eight seconds around the world, somebody dies from diabetes or complications of diabetes. So this is a huge problem. November is Diabetes Awareness Month, so we're kicking off with everything we've already mentioned, but next year, as we're going around the country, Barry and I are going to be showcasing urban adventures that open up recreation opportunities to marginalized communities because as we were talking about earlier, the breakdown of prevalence of diabetes among racial groups, that also corresponds to poverty. It corresponds to access to fresh, whole, healthy foods, access to healthcare. Like everything that's going on in the world right now is making this abundantly clear that we need to make some changes. So we are hiking around Chicago on the Chicago Outer Belt. If you've been on this journey with us here at Hiking My Feelings um, at all this year, you know that we were supposed to do that earlier this summer, and that's where we were going to be if the virtual campfire and COVID weren't a thing. So we've rescheduled that trip for next year, and most of that trail is accessible by public transportation, which opens up recreation opportunities to tons of additional communities because you don't have to have reliable personal transportation. You don't have to go across state lines or go to a national park or drive two hours to the local state park. Like You can recreate in your backyard where you work and live and play. And so we're really excited to partner with the Chicago Outer Belt Alliance for that trip. We're also planning on hiking the Lake to Lake Trail, which spans the state of Michigan from Lake Michigan to Lake Huron. And then we're also doing a trip around Washington, D.C. They have a a group called the uh, Capital Trails Coalition, and it's similar to the Outer Belt Alliance where they're taking existing pedestrian walkways, trail systems and connecting those with um, like forest preserves and the like city parks and stuff to make a trail system that is accessible both to make the community more walkable and also to open up recreation opportunities to people in the city. And with Washington, D.C. and D.C. in particular, the prevalence of diabetes is highest on the east side of the river in Ward 7 and 8, which are predominantly black communities. So if we can get folks out and walking and doing these different activities in their own backyard, hopefully we can start to address a lot of issues like where is the closest grocery store? Because if you don't have access to a grocery store, you're getting food from like a Dollar General or a bodega, or you might not even have access to like fresh produce. You're having like Pop-Tarts and cereal for breakfast, which I love me some Pop-Tarts and cereal, but like that's not the best plan for managing diabetes. So um, with the Capital Trails Coalition, working to develop a backpacking route where we can go do something similar to what we're doing in Chicago to talk about um, the different issues that impact people living with diabetes. Because earlier I mentioned like, yeah, it's my responsibility. I'm the one that's eating the food. I'm the one that's moving my body. I'm the one taking the medications. I'm the one managing my stress. But as I mentioned in my book, like my success is largely rooted in my privilege as well, because when I was diagnosed, I was making $118,000 a year. I had platinum healthcare benefits provided by my employer. My boss was awesome and didn't care if I needed to like take time off to go to the doctor. Um, So I could, and I lived in San Diego, so I could access fresh food all the time. Um, I could walk to a store. I could drive to a store. I I could 
run to a store. Like I could take the bus to a store. Like there was no barrier for me um, to manage this disease. So while it is true that we can make different choices, we're not all born on a found on the same foundation from which to make those choices. So if you don't have access to fresh foods, or if you're a single mom working three jobs to keep food on the table, and you don't have time to exercise, like everybody's living a different life. But if we start to have these conversations and we start to make improvements in these communities where we can increase the access to food, where we can increase access to recreation opportunities, so you don't have to go really far away to go experience the healing power of nature, then I really think we could be having a different conversation about this disease. Um, Because diabetes, no matter how you slice it, is incredibly political. And all of the aforementioned reasons contribute to the epidemic of this disease in this country. So that's what we're looking to do next year is just showcase these different adventures that you can have without needing hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of equipment, without needing a a reliable mode of transportation to get to the trail. Like you should be able to walk outside of your house and go for a walk and feel safe doing so. So how can we make that possible for people? Um, So that's our plan for 2021. And if you're watching on YouTube, hi. Nice to see you. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, we're going to wrap it up. But now, if you're interested in joining the group Gratitude Circle, pop on your camera and let's uh, let's rock and roll. For anybody that is new here, we like to end things on a positive note. Sometimes we talk about happy, awesome stuff. Sometimes we talk about really hard, heavy stuff. But at the end of the day, we always like to bring it back to gratitude and end on a positive note. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you for joining us around the virtual campfire. Sometimes we talk about heavy topics. Sometimes we tell poop stories. But regardless of what we've discussed, we always like to end the show on a high note. At the end of our live broadcasts, we invite our community to share what they're grateful for in a segment called the Group Gratitude Circle. Every week, I'm thankful for you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy life to connect with us and witness these stories of hope, healing, and inspiration in the outdoors. If you'd like to gather with us around the campfire live each week, join the Hiking My Feelings virtual campfire VIPs. If this were a legit talk show, you'd be sitting in our studio audience. We haven't been picked up by a major network yet, so for now, we gather on Zoom. Here, you can connect with the community before and after the broadcast, hang out for sound check when we have musical guests, participate in the Q&A, join in on the group gratitude circle, and be eligible to receive prizes and gifts from our sponsors, partners, and guests. Learn more and join us at hikingmyfeelings.org slash campfire. Don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends, family, colleagues, and anyone else who could use a dose of community and connection. Follow us on Instagram, we're at hikingmyfeelings, and you can tag your journey with hashtag hikingmyfeelings. And if you're picking up what we're putting down and you want to be part of this movement, join the Hiking My Feelings family at family.hikingmyfeelings.org. In case nobody told you lately, you are a brilliant human who is destined to do epic things in this world. Join us next week for more stories of hope, healing, and inspiration in the outdoors. Until then, happy trails!